Possum Podcast. Toot toot. Tonight, Mr. Possum and I are deep in the woods behind Costco, testing out our survival instincts. Yes, indeed. You said it, Big Al. It stinks. I love how close we're camping to this Costco dumpster. Toot toot, Mr. Possum. Toot toot. Mr. Possum and I are testing our very limits with a 24-hour wilderness survival challenge. Well, we're testing your limits. I mean, my limits have been tested. I pretty much camp every day. Yeah. You know, so this is really for you. I'm going to be fine. Yeah. Although I usually kind of camp in the city. This is a little weird being out here in all these trees and stuff. Spooky. Yeah, and I'm not sure how good you are at the lifetime survival challenge as you appear to be on the verge of death at any moment. Pretty much my survival skill is just luck. I'm on a lucky streak. You are you are on quite the lucky streak. So as I said, Mr. Possum and I have taken to the wild, unforgiving jungle behind Costco with only the packs on our backs and five simple items each. That's right. If we can't survive with this stuff, we are toast. Camping toast. That's the challenge. Primitive survival with only five items. Can we survive with only these five possessions and our own wits? So, stick around. We'll be revealing our five survival essentials. Everything you need to get the job of not dying out there done. Ooh, I hope I get that job. We'll be right back after this. your little pack there buddy what's the first thing you got i'll tell you what i'll do i'll do this one first because it's a pretty obvious survival essential this is my trusty damascus steel recurved multi-purpose kukri style knife kukri look at this thing glisten in the uh costco parking lot light wow pretty fancy full tank construction burled walnut handle mosaic pins heavy duty lycra wrist strap so it will never leave my hand Hybrid edge technology and 180 layers of high-carbon steel make this thing perfect for chopping down a tree or even just taking the peel off an apple. Hmm. Can I see it? Can I play with it? Oh, (laughs) no, Mr. Possum. Only a fool would hand over his knife in the woods. That's why I asked you to give it to me, because you're a fool. Especially since we're doing a five-item survival challenge, and I don't have a backup knife. See, that would render me the biggest fool in the world. A guy in the woods... With no knife. All right, so can you at least do something with it? Show me what you can do. Why don't you make me a chair or something? Oh, you want a chair? I want to sit down. That's mere child's play with a quality survival knife, Mr. Possum. Now, as I chop down this tree and make you a chair, you will want to note how the blade absorbs the impact but never bends. Oh! Oh, (laughs) look at that. 
That's ridiculous. It broke. What's that thing made of? Oh, that's right. You already told me a bunch of fancy stuff that never breaks. <laughs> oh, I think the heat treat was off on this thing. Yeah, that thing was made out of captain's wafers. Didn't you say something about what was it? The guy without a knife in the woods is the biggest. What was it? Fool. I think that you must have yes, you're fool. I'm looking at quite the fool. Mr. Possum, it's very cruel to kick a man when his knife has just shattered in his hand. Well, I wanted to kick you before, but you was holding a knife. So I'm going to kick you now. Seems like pretty sensible to me. Well, now I'm being kicked by a wild animal in the woods. Uh, how about we consider this a lesson for the listener? You always want to have a trusty, uh, shatterproof knife when you are out in the wilderness. Damascus blade? More like dumbass blade. Toot toot. Toot toot. Mr. Possum, it's time for you to reveal the first survival item you've brought in your pack. Oh, no big deal. It's a little something called safety and numbers. I brought my buddies. I brought my, my life-size dummies. Let me get them out of my bag here. Look at these. Now, these are these look like inflatable, like, uh, inflatable dummies. Yeah, I call them the inflatables, kind of like the expendables. Right. That one's, that's Dolph Lundgren right there. There's Sly Stallone. Oh, I think that's Danny Trejo. You're going to blow all of these up. Oh, yeah. We're going to blow them up with air, and then we're going to weigh them down with rocks. And that way, when if any marauders or animals come up, they'll be like, oh, not them. This isn't easy picking. That's none other than the inflatables hanging out of this camping trip. Let's move along. Okay, well, first of all, you said we are going to blow these up. I'm not blowing up a bunch of inflatable dolls. I'm not wasting my breath on that. Oh, there's no such thing as wasting your breath. You've got an infinite amount of breath until you don't. Now put your mouth on that little hole and blow up Danny Trejo. Plus, I don't really want to turn our overnight camping experience into some kind of crash test dummy tea party that you seem to be attempting. Are you sure? I mean, because I think, if I know you, when you said the phrase crash test dummy tea party, I think you started to like that idea a little bit as it came out aloud. Uh, yeah, you're wrong. Mr. Possum, I did not bring enough tea for all of your inflatables. That's fine. We can just give them empty cups. I didn't bring enough imaginary tea for them either. I guess you just have infinite imagination that you can pour tons and tons of imaginary tea for whoever's out there. I don't. Even my imaginary tea is precious to me. Mr. Possum. Well, I wouldn't say it's infinite, but when I'm going on a trip and I'm bringing my my dummies with me, I make a little more imaginary tea, and I put it in my rucksack. I got extra tea. They're thirsty. They look thirsty. Oh, yeah. Look how dry that rubber mouth is. Here's Here's the added benefit. Okay. Let's say you got a marauder who's real bold. He really wants to steal all the stuff you got sitting next to you in your little camping chair. Maybe these buddies ain't enough. What you do is you you take them rocks that was weighing one of them down and you take them off, and then that guy starts floating, big hell. And then he thinks, oh, my God, that's the ghost of Dolph Lundgren. I got to go 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 So it's pretty much set up for any scenario. You have, like, a cartoon knowledge of the world where you think anything that's inflated could float, regardless of how you blew it up. Yeah, 
Well, your air floats. It's in your lungs. The only reason you're not floating around is you got a heavy skeleton. Everybody knows that. I don't appreciate you violating HIPAA laws and telling everyone on the radio that I have a heavy skeleton. That is private information between me and my doctor. No, that's a good thing. Plant your feet. You ain't never gonna move. You just, you could be someone's walking hurricane shelter. You just grab on the big owl. His heavy skeleton will hold us down. I have yet to be lifted off the ground by a, by a strong wind. That is true. Yep, the only thing you can't do is slam dunk. Me and Big Al are out here in the creepy woods of Costco camping, trying to survive. What you got in your little survival bag, Big Al? Well, this next item comes in a pair, Mr. Possum. It's two 24-ounce silver bullet beers. Mm. Ice cold for a little while, but essential all day and night long in a jungle scenario. Oh, come on, Big Al. I like beers as much as the next feller, but... That ain't essential. We're trying to survive. You got a beer? Oh, it definitely is an essential item, Mr. Possum. The 24-ounce beer is a multi-purpose survival item. When full, it's a rock-hard blunt implement, perfect for driving stakes into the ground or modeling herbs for an aromatic cocktail. Pop the top, you will find 24 ounces of precious, light, American-made beer, which itself contains nearly 24 ounces of life-sustaining water. You can drink it, Cook with it, shower with it, it's perfect. I do not recommend a bush-style lager or whatever Natty Light is for these purposes, as they can be a little, uh, I don't know, uh, grainy, you know. And here's the real trick. Once you drink or use the beer, the leftover can becomes a perfect camping dish for the next morning's hot coffee or tea. You can boil noodles and beans in it. The pair of 24-ounce beer cans is the true survivalist multi-tool, Mr. Possum. I tell you what, when you make a good point, you make a good point. You sold me. Beer is essential, and my mouth is essentially dry. Now go ahead and toss me one of them as rough as you can, because I'm going to shotgun it. I don't care if it pops everywhere. Oh, Mr. Possum, I'm sorry. Uh, This is a survival scenario. I I, I need to ration out my two 24-ounce beer cans. And I'm, I'm sorry, I simply did not bring enough to share with my companion. I, I understood that you were going to be bringing everything you need to survive the next 24 hours in the woods behind Costco. Well, the joke's on you because ain't beers ain't going to be cold. It's going to be a hot beer. Two of them for you. Now, if you give me one of them, we could both have one cold beer. But if you're just going to drink them both over the course of the night, it's going to be hot. You think I ain't used to drinking Woods Temperature Coors Light? You don't know me very well, Mr. Possum. Woods Temperature don't make no sense. You sound silly. But I tell you what, you can't have my knife handle if you uh, if you would like it. You could maybe, uh, I don't know, suck on that thing. Yep, who doesn't like after a hot day of camping just sucking on a knife handle? It's just as good as a cold beer. Thanks. You're welcome, Mr. Possum. We gotta do what we gotta do out here in the woods, you know? My little honky-tonk pacifier. Kinda like it. Mr. Possum, what's your next survival item? Well, I figured since we'd be out here all night and it gets pretty dark and there's a lot of time that goes by, 
I brought me a couple of glow sticks. That's smart, don't you think? Glow sticks. Yeah. These are so we can uh, maybe see a little bit into in the woods, or maybe maybe we put them around our wrists so that we can see each other. <laughs> oh, what a nerd! No, these glow sticks are for a rave. We're gonna have a rave. We're gonna have a rave. Yeah. Me and you and your inflatable dummies are gonna have a rave out here in the woods. Yeah, that's why my dummies are wearing jinkos. See. Baggy jeans at the bottom. We're gonna be listening to some of that some rave music, Big Al. We're gonna be waving these things around. It's gonna look crazy. I'm gonna put a, a pacifier in one of them inflatables' mouth, and he's gonna be partying. And we're all gonna be drinking water and stuff. And it, it's gonna go until this sun comes up. It's a rave. And this is an essential survival activity to you. Having uh, a rave until the sun comes up. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta rave. What's surviving without dancing to techno music with bright lights? Now that is how you stay alive. Don't you mock me, Big Al. It happened in the Matrix. In that second one, when they went down to the real world, not the Matrix world, but like the gross real world where everything was just all nasty and muddy. Guess what they did? After they got done with their speeches, talking about the Matrix, uh, they had a rave. Yeah. That's how you survive. Mr. Possum, you have just now revealed yourself to be a world-class fool once again. You're not having a rave tonight in the real non-Matrix world. You're having a rave in the Matrix world Oh. that we're currently in, in the woods behind Costco. And having a rave in the Matrix world is just what the Matrix wants you to do. The Matrix wants you to think that you're having fun in a rave so you don't question the boundaries of the very Matrix itself. Dang. Make a good point. Yes, I did. Your job here is to live as miserable a life as possible so that the Matrix will eventually reveal itself to you. Mm. And you can free yourself from it. That's pretty slick. surviving in this scary, scary woods. Me and Big Al are revealing what's in our survival bags. What you got in that little sack, Big Al? Alright, next up, we got my sleeping tape. Sleeping tape? You got a sleeping tape? Like something put you to sleep, you got like an ya. Oh, no, 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 no. Not a cassette tape that I listen to to go to sleep. This is sleeping tape. It's, it's tape. Sticky tape. Oh. It's pretty common camping essential, sleeping tape. So that, you wrap it around your head, just does that help you sleep? Kind of shutting stuff out? Oh, no, 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 no. It's not for wrapping around your head, Mr. Possum. You want to keep your eyes and ears uncovered in a wilderness experience, Mr. Possum. There's no telling what's out there in the woods behind Costco. That's a good point. 
Where do you put the stupid stuff? No, the sleeping tape is for the ends of my sleeves and pant legs and for the neck of my shirt so that I can create an airtight sleeping ensemble. Shoo-wee, that sounds hot. With quality sleeping tape that is rated to bond skin and fabric, no snakes, centipedes, or weasels can crawl up my pant legs or sleeves while I sleep to steal my precious warmth or attack any of my sensitive areas. I gotta, I do kind of wonder, Big Hell. I mean, you've cut off all the access for these snakes. Yeah. You've given them no option. Do you think that maybe they might try to crawl in your mouth? Do I worry that a snake crawling around my body looking for an entryway to steal my precious warmth might then decide to crawl in my mouth and down my throat for warmth? Uh Yeah. Well, I guess I do worry about that now. I bet you do. I guess that has now become a concern. Uh, maybe maybe I should tape my mouth shut as well as I sleep. Did this just become the best trip ever? Mr. Possum, it is time for the next thing you got in your sack there. Six simple words. Garbage bag full of hot dogs. <laughs> hot dogs with two words. Six very simple words, a very simple concept. Simply a garbage bag full of hot dogs. Mm-hmm. They're good as is. The garbage bag ain't going to make them taste bad. You can eat them raw. You can cook them. You can eat them for breakfast, lunch, dinner, fourth meal, dessert, whatever you want, baby. A hot dog is ready to go. Now, I'm kind of hoping that your next two items are... Uh, A bun and some relish. That's what I'm hoping, Mr. Possum. Did you bring any condiments? Did you bring anything to make eating the hot dogs a little more, I don't know, appetizing? No, we ain't bringing them fancy little bread jackets. It's going to be just the meat. And as far as condiments goes, buddy, you just got to use your head and look around. Nature will give you what you need. When you got a hot dog and you're waving it in the wind, nature will say, what do you want with that? And if you listen close, it'll say that in the wind. What do you want on your dog? Uh-huh. And if you say relish, it'll go, rub it on the ground, buddy. <laughs> you gotta listen close, but... <laughs> you gotta listen close, but it'll say it. You can rub it on a, on a, on a tree bark and get, some, get a sticky dog, a little sap on it. Ooh, tastes like syrup. Now, there also is a condiment aisle over there in the Costco that nature has provided for us that I will just, I will just mention uh, as, a, as an option. That's an option. It's an option, but we'll try not to use it. I mean, I, it's kind of hard to ignore that option because the lights in the parking lot are going to keep me awake. We're so close to Costco, you know. Yeah. But I will just rub it on the ground because we're out here rubbing it.
Hey, buddies, we're out here surviving. Maybe you could learn something from us. Big Hal, what you got in your bag? Okay, next up I got my thinking rock. Thinking rock? Are you serious? Yeah, my thinking rock. What's it thinking about? You see, the pressures of a survival scenario can often be overwhelming. And one needs to remain calm and make rational decisions if one intends to survive a night in the woods. That's why I bring this thinking rock. It's simply a small, smooth pebble collected from a shallow riverbed. If I sit and rub this thinking rock with my thumb, I can easily put myself into a calm, rational state where I can make difficult decisions. Like, for instance, uh, say if I determine we do not have enough food and I have to decide whether to keep myself alive at all costs or share some of my food with my companion. Or, uh, say I need to think about whether it's worth risking my own life to rescue my companion, who has been pinned down by a pack of hungry wolves. Or say, uh, I'm forced to answer the question to myself whether I should venture into a raging forest blaze to rescue, uh, say, my wayward companion. Or say if my companion is hanging off the edge of a cliff, do I intervene or do I respect the forces of nature that put him in that situation? Hmm. I don't like this. I don't like the way that, that pattern is going at all. These are the kinds of things that I will contemplate as I rub my thinking rock. Dang. Say, should my companion become trapped in a sleeping bag because of a stuck zipper? Would it be funny to just get up and leave him there like that? These are, <laughs> these are all of the questions I often find myself asking my thinking rock. Dang, I don't like that old rock. The rock is against me. What you need to do is throw that rock off the cliff. It's no good. Many, many a survivalist has gone completely mad once they have thrown their thinking rock off a cliff, Mr. Possum. It's the only totem that keeps me anchored to the rational world when I have been thrown into an irrational natural situation. Mm. Just seems like... I know this isn't a funny thing to say, but since my life is at stake, I'll just say it. I mean, seems like whenever you don't want to have responsibility for doing something crazy, like letting your friend die, you just say, oh, The Rock told me to do it, and I don't care for that. No, I'm not saying The Rock told me to do it. I'm saying The Rock puts me in a calm, rational state, and I weigh the pluses and minuses and the ethical concerns of each given scenario. and Would the rock ever go against you? What if you're stuck in the sleeping bag? What if the rock's like, you're thinking about it, and you're like, hey, would it be funny if I just stayed in here? You know, I'm a sleeping bag guy. I'm a little worm. No, I think the rock wants me to keep moving along. Now that I think about it, the rock seems to depend quite a bit on my survival. Now you got me talking all crazy. Where now I'm talking as though the rock has intentions and motives and stuff. I, you know what? I need to sit and rub my thinking rock and get myself back into rational thought, okay? So if you don't mind, just give me a little piece. I need to rub my rock. Now let me come over there and sit down with you. I'll rub your back. Let me just comfort you and give you some water and comb your hair and pick the bugs out of your hair and stuff. And then you can sit there and think and touch your rock and then... Maybe you'll decide that it's funny to leave me alive. You're trying to turn me into a monkey, Mr. Possum. Yeah. Mr. Possum, what's your next one? 
Buddy, I brought a Cracker Barrel. An actual Cracker Barrel. It's a bunch of crackers in a barrel. Wow. Now come with me here. Crackers and hot dogs. You you brought a lot of... You actually brought quite a bit of food, like volume-wise. Yeah, but here's the thing. This is really clever. These crackers aren't for eating, Big Hell. It's just a ruse. Here's what's really going on. The barrel is actually a rain barrel, so we can catch rainwater and drink it and take baths and stuff. We're going to need some water. If the barrel catches rainwater, you'll ruin all those crackers, Mr. Possum. Exactly. Exactly. We don't want that, do we? No, we don't. Those are good-looking crackers. The world gives you what you don't want, right? We want water. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring dry crackers, and we're going to put them in the barrel. We're going to take the lid off, and we're going to say, oh, I hope the rain doesn't ruin my favorite crackers. I see. And you just wait. The clouds are going to gather, and it's going to rain. And then we get water. So expect the unexpected or expect uh, the worst-case scenario and plan for it. Yes. Expect whatever stinks the worst, and you'll be tight. Yeah. Now, a little picky thing would probably go, now, that's going to be gross because you're just going to have a bunch of water in your crackers, and it's probably just going to turn into gravy. And at that point, I'll look at you, and I'll pull down my sunglasses and go, uh, where's the problem? <laughs> and then I skateboard away into the woods. Uh, where's the problem? Where's the problem? <laughs> what a cool thing to say. <laughs> is still young, but we're about to reveal the last contents of our little survival bags. What's your last crucial item for life, Big L? This last one for me is actually, uh, you say crucial, but this, uh, I, I gotta confess, this is a bit of a luxury item. Oh. But it's one that makes life in the woods undeniably more pleasant. Go on. You see, one of the biggest inconveniences of camping and survival living is there's no bathrooms. Mm-hmm. So I have brought this handy, portable camping toilet. Look at this thing, Mr. Possum. Portable camping toilet. Oh, okay. It's just a cooler with a toilet seat on it. Yeah. Buddy. Yeah, for some reason, uh, camping places don't sell these. So you got to jigsaw a hole into the top of a beer cooler and glue the seat and lid from a conventional home toilet onto the top of it. But once you do, you have a portable camping toilet. Where's it go? I mean, like, I, I, it seems simple enough. <laughs> Where's it go? It goes into the camping toilet. And then, like, does it, you dig a trench underneath it or something? Where's it going after that? We're out in the woods, Mr. Possum. You just dump it out when you leave. Oh, all right, yeah, we're in the woods. Yeah, we can just put it anywhere. Yeah, we're definitely going to dump it out before it goes back in my car, you know? Oh, of course, we're not gross or anything. Well, Mr. Possum, what's your last survival item? 
Well, this is a fire starter so that we can easily and dependably start a fire. Oh, wow. That's a very, very practical item. Well, yeah, you sound sarcastic. No, no, I'm, I'm not being sarcastic. I'm, I'm genuinely impressed. I, I'm actually I'm a little embarrassed. I didn't think to bring a fire starter. Yeah, I've been kind of holding in my snide comments. A lot of the things you're bringing are really silly. I mean, this is very practical, very logical. Yeah, you need to have fire. It's, a, it's pretty critical. Have you ever had toasted crackers, Big Al? Uh, well, I mean, crackers, crackers are toasted, as far as I know. We could make some firecrackers. Toot toot, Mr. Possum. Toot. That's very, very funny. Toot, toot. Firecrackers. Yeah. Do you, you think that's good enough funny to end the, end the show with, B.L.? Yeah. The Big Howl and Possum Podcast. Toot toot.